This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So how do you then accomplish that? And that comes to Sam getting the ball out of his hands faster. And I made this point yesterday on the radio, and I'm going to make it again here because I would like for you to expand on it um, because you can probably speak to it better than I can. But we say Sam, Sam needs to get the ball out of his hands faster. And people say, like, that's it. Like, if he can just... Yeah. mentally make that switch then oh, like, oh okay uh, the ball's out now if Sam saw the where the ball should go faster the, it would be out of his hand it's not as right. simple as just being like oh I got to speed up my mental clock he's got to actually see the game faster he's got to uh, whether it is understanding where the open guy is or going through his progressions faster don't stay on your first read as long um, don't stay on your second read as long be able to read what coverage you're in and realize what stuff is dead and is not even worth looking at to get to your check down faster. Like it's not actually just like one, two, three. Oh my God, throw the ball into the stands. Yeah, like it's right. not, that's not what we're talking about here. It's about actually finding where the ball is supposed to go faster. And often that's going to mean processing pre-snap that a lot of stuff is dead based off the look you're going to get and getting the ball to the underneath guys quicker and that ultimately can accomplish that same goal of pulling up that, those second-level defenders, uh, and they start to sit on it, and that's when you can hit something over the top because they get a little bit lazy with their discipline because they're just sure. anticipating you checking the ball down. So that there's value in these quick, early throws. Like you were talking about with Matt Ryan, sometimes he predetermined the flat because he just knew based off the look, he's like, well, the deeper stuff that I want's not there, so let's get the right. ball to, to Logan faster in the flat and give him a little bit more space to rumble. Like there's, there's things like that, that I think is the, the learning progression for Sam that ultimately if he executes well, will actually accomplish many of the same things that the run game will. Yeah. And I guess what I'm saying, like, I understand also like the idea that you don't want him making 50 decisions in a game. Right. Yeah. And I don't think either one of us are advocating that. So 
we want him to run the ball. We want the team to run the ball, but we want them to be smart and deliberate about how they do that. And to your point, like, let's just take something really simple, like, like Bo. They, I know they run Bo. I call it Bo. So it's basically like a, um, a five yard sit and then like a basic or a 14 yard in cut by, um, the outside guy. And basically you're trying to high low a defender, get him to attach to the sit and then hit the, hit the dig behind it. When you're running that concept, the route, the, the dig is covered for 90% of the 90% of the time you're looking at it, right? So you're kind of, there is a feel to that concept. There's a, an intuitiveness to the concept that if I see the linebacker step up, I'm actually not throwing it to the receiver. I'm throwing it to the spot that the linebacker just vacated. And that's something that takes a lot of reps to get comfortable with, a lot of reps. Everyone talks about the chemistry with receivers and chemistry within an offense. That's exactly what you're talking about. Because you're basically saying, when is that guy going to show up? And because of Sam's limited reps, I do feel like there's a little bit of like, I got to see it. I got to see the throw, which means I got to see him coming open and then I'm going to fire a fastball in there, right? As opposed to saying, the space is open. I'm going to trust my guy to whip his head around, coming off that linebacker's left ear or right ear and catch this football. And so I think that's also what you're seeing a little bit with Sam is he's new to an offense that is new to the team. And those are the types of details that need to kind of come to life a little bit, right? Like we were talking about one of these, one of these plays, um, I forget which game. Oh, it was it was against the Bills. It was like a post by the outside guy. Mm-hmm. And at, Sam, at the top of Sam's drop, I'm like, he should throw the post. You're like, well, the post isn't even looking. I'm like, well, that's kind of the point. It's like the space that they're trying to create is open, so the ball should be delivered to the space. Anticipating, anticipating right. to the space, right? And that's what, when you watch like elite guys, like, like even Kirk right now, I've, I've watched a lot of Kirk Cousins for whatever reason, like – he understands that that ball needs to go to space and, and to trust his receiver. But he's had, like, how many years has he worked with Justin Jefferson? Long time. Justin Jefferson worked for, with him for a long time. He understands that relationship really well. And I do think that that is another element. Obviously, there's quick game, but even the five-step stuff you're doing can be more efficient just by working that relationship. And that's one of the things about Sam getting experience right now is that's only going to get better the more time he has to work with with the other guys in the offense in those specific route concepts and situations. Yeah, and if you don't throw with the anticipation and throw it on time this weekend, what you'll see is not space, but a green helmet in your face. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's... And, and, and to that point, just, just, just real quick, while Philly's really good, I'm not, this is not like a sugarcoating... They don't win quickly, or they haven't been winning quickly. I think their win rate on the defensive line is like in the 25%, if I remember correctly. If you could double-check me on that, Craig, that'd be awesome. But it's not like these fast wins. It's like Jalen Carter wins relatively quickly. Fletcher Cox, um, Jordan Davis, they're pushing the pocket. So they are winning, but it's it's taking a little bit of time to get there. Josh Sweat's probably the closest guy they have to like a quick win guy. Uh, but it takes – it's not now. It's not when you're watching T.J. Watt or Miles Garrett and the guys right in the quarterback's lap. There's a little bit of time. So I do think while there will be a lot of pressure from the front four, take your breath. It, the offense can function under this kind of pressure. Now, we'll see if the matchups, you know, Wiley on Brandon Graham is the one that kind of makes me nervous because Wiley doesn't handle – 
bull rushers, power rushers very well. And Brandon Graham's one of the best bull power rushers in the NFL. He actually did really well against Hassan Reddick in the Super Bowl because he's Wiley's a good athlete and he matched up really well with that athleticism. So those are the types of matchups I wonder if Philly kind of switches it up this week to kind of find those matchups. But usually, at least when I watch, I'm not like, oh my gosh, there's it's it's this it's this deluge of pressure. There is pressure, but it is a very specific, deliberate kind of pressure that I think you can manage if you call an effective football game. And if you put the quarterback in a good position to be successful. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day. Your weekly source for all things commanders, right on time, your time. A list of household chores. Do them without missing a beat and listen while you work. In the car, turn mundane drives into memorable moments. With podcasts, you can maximize productivity and minimize FOMO. We're on demand, so we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so right now, um, I don't have like a time-based stat, yeah. Um, yeah. but win percentage, uh, according to PFF, uh, Jalen Carter's got the best on the team. He's 31.7. Yeah. Which is which is which good. Is nuts. Like that's, um, ironically, uh, the, the one guy in that range uh, so far this year for Washington is Chase Young. Um whose whose win rate is very very high we've talked about that how some of his quote-unquote wins may not actually be beneficial to the team uh because yeah. they're coming in conjunction with other guys getting uh out of position or being mm-hmm. be looking then out of position based off chase freelancing but uh it's still a very impressive number uh and jalen's doing it from the inside which is nuts um and he leads the team in total pressures with 12 uh hassan reddick is up next he's about 24 and a half percent and then fletcher cox is 20 percent. everyone else is under 20 percent. so right. you know you mentioned josh sweat not having the a, a great year so far he's at 17.3 percent um but does actually have 10 pressures so um you know it, they mix these guys up too and so you know it's hard to track personnel live if you will um, yeah. If you're an offensive coordinator, especially since you have to sub first um, and you, you know, the play clock's running, it's not like we could be like, oh, it's, uh, it's Jalen Carter in the game. Oh, okay, let's do the the whatever. Um, but, you know, if you can figure out based off personnel situations, whatever, when those guys uh, are and are not in the game, you might be able to dial up a shot play out of a formation where they're going to match it with something where Jalen Carter's not on the field, hopefully. Right. And so, like, there are. You know, th- this is why they study all week. This is the level yeah. of detail that gets studied, uh, so that you can hopefully get your your big play action shot on a on a down and a distance at a point in a drive where he's coming off the field. But I was going to say they're they're pretty consistent about Jordan Davis. You're on the field in first second down, and then Jalen Carter, come on out here for third down. You know, or any kind of passing situation. You know, second along whatever it is. So they they do have a pretty strong tendency with regards to that. And I think that's one of the reasons he's an effective pass rusher. But I do think those statistics kind of show you that even though this defensive line is very, very good, they're not creating this, again, like the, this consistent pressure the way that you would think. Now, you know, we said that kind of the same thing last year before the Philly game the first time, and that was a tough outing for Carson Wentz. Not a good so I'm, not, I'm not saying that you don't need to prepare for it, but it's a little bit different than what we saw from Buffalo, which was a whole bunch of guys who were a little bit hyper-athletic. They're used to playing with a lead. The coverage structure in the back end was a little bit more aggressive, tighter throwing windows. It's not that. It's There is space. There is opportunity here. It's just about can you get to it and can you maximize it. Yeah, by the way, on the like snap count uh, situation, like Fletcher Cox is playing pretty much every snap. 
yeah. and then like you said carter and um and davis are pretty much splitting time at that other defensive end spot so uh definitely seeing that in the numbers uh as as you are on film the way that it has played out all right uh anything else from the washington offense philly defense matchup that is worth touching on we haven't really touched much on the outside uh guys obviously they're yeah. very very good bradbury and slay um terry's had some big games in the past uh against philly for sure um but he's also said i think slay is one of his uh favorite guys to play against in terms of competitiveness, but least favorite in terms of, Hey, I want to have a really productive day. Um, so it, it should be a, a fun matchup on the outside, uh, as, as Sam tries to get those guys involved. And the only thing I'd say there is like, I'm excited to see that matchup obviously, but there is space. Mm -hmm. There is space in the back end. Again, I don't know if it's cause they're not matching it well, or because Slay is a little bit of a gambler and he's kind of, you know, trying to bait guys into stuff, but there is space. There's opportunity. It's just about can you get to it consistently, and um, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised based on how the the back end of this defense looks if EB comes out and says, "Man, we're letting this thing rip from the jump," because you do see opportunity back there. It's just about can you capitalize on it consistently in conjunction with the rush. Bradbury's kind of moved to this slot nickel role, and I think he's done a pretty good job there. Yeah. But um, but again, again, there's like if I'm an offensive corner, I'm like, man, there's opportunity here. At, at, you know, in that in every level of the defense, throwing the football, it's just about can we get there and can we protect and can we make sure we hit some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, Bryberry playing the slot because Avante Maddox got hurt early, early in the season and is out for the season, uh, I believe, or he's at least on IR. So um, Avante right. Maddox unavailable for them. Other than that, uh, their starters are pretty much healthy. Um, Nicobe Dean on IR as well. He's the only other and then guy. Sydney Brown has been hurt too, right? Uh, yeah, he's kind he's, of been like their Buffalo nickel guy. He's been playing well, but yeah, you know, rookie guy out of Illinois. Yeah, listed as questionable. So we'll see if he uh, he can make it. <laughs>